0: Hello, sweetness. Hello. Okay. You want to try it again? You're not, not
1: if it's not sincere.
0: Well, you're not feeling very creative today, are you?
1: You're not sincere, and well, you expect me to do what?
0: We usually have uh, witty banter at the very beginning, and it only takes 30 seconds. You just have to fake it for 30 seconds. You can't even do that for the podcast? Nope. All right. Well, we should just get on with the rest of the Mozart intro music, and then... Get on with this podcast and get it over with, and so we can just get on with life.
1: I didn't know if people age and they become more happy. And <laughs> <I'm> more witty. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, we're, we're we're like cheese, honey. We get more flavorful with time.
1: Wow, I like your <laughs> explanation of <laughs> how you became more delicious. <laughs> <laughs> cheese, cheese
0: and wine get better with age and bourbon.
1: Right. Well, you are a blue cheese and I don't eat blue cheese.
0: Ha. The bitter, moldy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right well today is a special day honey really yes today Why? today is my birthday
1: oh <gasps> really isn't that something yeah. can you believe james newcomb one day used to cry like that actually and now
0: my my parents told me that i never i, I was i was never that kind of baby my wow. my, my mom will tell you that i <coughs> that i never cried I was just never cried. Well, I mean, of course I cried, but I was just uh I was just a content baby from what I understand. I mean, I don't remember. Wow,
1: how much a baby was born know about contentment. <laughs>
0: well, I I was uh my mom according to my mom, I was the zen baby. I was mm-hmm. just I was just quiet and calm. My mom tells me that she used to put her ear over my mouth to make sure that I was still breathing. Wow. She that's, that's just the way I was. And that's, all, that's it's always, all, I've, I've always been that way.
1: I don't think my mom would talk about me in the same way as your mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, not the, it's not that I don't have emotions and it's not that I've, I've always uh, kept my emotions in check, but that's just, that's always been my temperament. Very calm, very just content. My classmates in high school, uh, voted me most likely to be mistaken for a corpse. I it's just <laughs> I've just never been I have just never been the most emotional person ever. So
1: um
0: right.
1: yeah. And that's scary to be called a corpse. Wow. Corpse.
0: <laughs> corpse. Uh, a corpse. A <laughs> right. Well, anyway, we were talking about what we should talk about on today's podcast.
1: Well, since today's a special day.
0: Did you get me anything for my birthday? Like a cake or anything?
1: I had some apple tart and I had Danish, <laughs> a piece of fresh cream cake on your behalf. But yes, I didn't forget, as you know, I never forget <laughs> buying presents because that kind of makes life more interesting. And I like it how you emphasize your own birthday. But at the same time, you says, oh, I don't I, I don't like giving gifts. I don't care about birthdays. I don't care about Valentine. Yeah, I got you a present. Really? I'm not going to reveal it to you. Okay. Um, you will get it when you get
0: it. Well, I'll be back there in a few weeks to take care of some business. If
1: nice. you're a good boy. Maybe after a few weeks, I will give you. If you don't behave yourself, I will give it to you next birthday. Okay. <laughs> that way we can save some money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do have to pinch our pennies in this, in this economy with all this inflation. It, it's not the worst idea in the world. Well, anyway, um, it, we were talking about the adventure that we had last birthday because last, last year I was over in Vietnam and you just had this crazy... You, you had this idea to, to get a nice birthday cake, which was which was wonderful. But the hoops that you had to jump through to get the cake from Hanoi into the place where we live called Eco Park was... With
1: all the lockdowns and the t- gates. Just, just tell us the barricade.
0: story. Just tell us the story of, first of all, <clears throat> how you had the idea to buy the cake and then the whole... Adventure. I think
1: the audience want to hear it from you how persistent I am generally in life well, I- when I want something I will take it even out of the ground even it's below the mountain I will take it up
0: Well I just know the story secondhand but you know you you experienced it so I want to hear it from you.
1: Yes, I know, but I think audience want to hear it from you, this quality of me and how persistent I am.
0: Okay. Okay. When when I want to
1: get something, I will really want to get it. All right, honey. I I don't care about the barricades, COVID.
0: Okay. Let me tell the story. My wife is extremely persistent. And to give an example of how persistent my wife is, I'm going to let her tell the story about how she got the birthday cake to to the party last year. Go ahead, honey.
1: Okay, so uh, it was just the peak of the... <laughs> Why are you being sarcastic? Because you just... I'm, I'm,
0: I'm sorry, I'm just listening. Go ahead.
1: Well, that's James Newcomb for you. A racist redneck. <laughs>
0: A Racist redneck? And what did I say that was racist? <laughs>
1: just tell the story. So racist. Uh, it was just the peak of the... You know, COVID and Vietnam uh, already announced that from the following week, they're going to really take drastic measures. They closed down all the uh, borders of different cities, towns, suburbial areas. They have the army coming in to towns. So the army was standing at the barricade and do not allow people to even pass through. So people learned, you know, the hard way they have families who traveled in the morning they couldn't come back at night and they locked for months in another town but they have to pass their stuff maybe goods or whatever so they were giving some under table for people to you know pass it through the barricade and give it to the other side of barricade to their family uh i was like i couldn't believe it because we were always in eco park eco park itself is a town i mean um, if you live here, you don't really want to go to Hanoi or somewhere else. Everything is in one place. So we didn't really travel. It didn't really bother us. But um, it was his birthday. And I'm like, I'm not going to not celebrate his birthday. Um, I went online and then I found randomly somebody who live in Long Bien, which is like 15 or 20 minutes away from us, uh, who does bake baking at home. And she said, I contacted her and she said I'm going to send you a design you tell me whether you like it or not I kind of looked through some of the cakes and then I sent James picture I said he's a trumpeter I want something special on the cake that you really resonated with him when he sees it he will um, really get you know surprised and um there after 5 minutes he she sent the design with James picture and uh, um trumpet on top of the cake it was already until the time that the cake supposed to be here she calls me and she's like you know what we are not even allowed to come into eco park even though eco park is part of Bean and this area Uh, there are three barricades i have to pass i already passed two one that comes to you the army doesn't let me and uh, they said if you can come here you can take it from you know from me so I we don't have a car, there is no taxi, there's no motorbikes, nothing. We couldn't walk because it was a good like 41 hour, 40 minutes or one hour, and it's hot during the season. So I I was I was asking my colleagues who live here, friends who live here. I said, I don't care. I am willing to pay this much and this much if anybody can hand to hand bring this cake to me. So uh, once the cake arrived, um, my friend who lives here went down with me and the uh, the guy who finally got the cake t- told us the story how the cake actually reached to him. Uh, that there were motorbikes, there was car. there was, at, at one point, they have to ju- run into you know, the jungle because Eco Park that time, was half of it was built, half of it was like a jungle. And they had to run with the cake in the jungle to reach to James Newcomb. The bitterness, you know, this person who makes laughter and banter about me. And anyways, so finally it arrived. It was not really destroyed, I would say, but it was out of shape. It was melted. Um, I wish you could see the picture with well, the heat. The heat. The heat
0: took its toll on the frosting mm-hmm. of the cake. It was very. It was beautiful when it. And I think you have a picture of it from when it was finished. Yeah, before and
1: after. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and then. uh just the transport on a motorbike, which, which is necessarily in the heat, and then being transported from wherever, the, like this tactical guerrilla mission to get the cake. From point <laughs> and a to while point we were B,
1: doing all these, I was also garden. cooking for, <coughs> you know, 10 people, 10, 12 people. Mm-hmm. So, well, Sana being Sana. Mission accomplished. The cake was there. The food was ready. All the drinks were there. All alone by myself, I've done all.
0: Well, it was just, it was a it was a lovely surprise, and and I, uh, I I I can't remember exactly how it went down, but I was at work. I had a, I was renting an office that was away from the apartment, and I think you, you were just you were smart about it. You just said, "Are you coming home for lunch? Uh, why don't you come home for lunch at such and such a time?" And I said, "Okay, I, I can come home then." Uh, and then I, I get home and you're not there and you said oh by the way i'm i'm down at um sandy's place because you, that was a friend of ours at the time and, rosie yeah rosie and uh sh- so just come come down we're we're having lunch at rosie's so come down there so she's she's got this whole plan and i mm-hmm. i walk into rosie's house and and there there's everybody they're singing happy happy birthday and got this cake it was a, it was a nice surprise it was lovely But that just shows, um, I think people here in America, they don't understand just how draconian the response to COVID was in other countries. And from what I understand, even the Philippines to this day, over going on two and a half years after the, you know, the so-called outbreak of COVID, they're still, uh, China is still in lockdown uh, Philippines is just still wearing masks and got these crazy crazy lockdowns Vietnam uh thankfully wasn't uh as well, it was it was it was very strict but it wasn't as prolonged as other places but I, let me tell the story of when I was when I <clears throat> went to Vietnam in January of 2021 I think it was mid January sometime and I knew that I had to do a two-week quarantine in a hotel because that, that's just what you... That was their policy. Uh, the United States has never had that policy where they require people coming in to quarantine for any amount of time because there's, there's just so many people coming in. You can't possibly do that. But Vietnam, they put a strict, hard limit on who they allow in. They they cut off tourist visas, uh, Just just put a hard stop on it. I think in march or april of 2020 so sauna has to go through all of these jump through all of these hoops all this bureaucracy and red tape just to get me a visa to just just to enter the country just just so i can get a, get on a plane in the united states we have to get this visa
1: the whole thing cost us five thousand dollars
0: exactly and that that just shows how one how committed we were to to, to the marriage, but just you know, we just had to make it work. So it' costly. Uh, so it, it, it we know that it's going to cost x amount of dollars for me to quarantine in this hotel. And I get in, I I I, I arrive in Vietnam. Of course, of course, you're wearing a face mask the whole time. From the minute you step foot in the airport in the U.S. all the way to uh, getting uh, arriving at the airport in Vietnam, you're in a in a face mask for like probably 30 hours consecutively, and you're indoors. You're never outside. You're in airplanes and airports, so that's already hazardous enough. And then to wear a face mask on top of it, it's just ugh, crazy, man, crazy. Anyway, we get in, <coughs> and I get to I'll go through the customs, and I have to pay a fee for the visa and they have this hazmat suit for me it's it's literally uh it, it it's it's that white thing that that people wear in in toxic areas goggles or you know eye protection a little hood that comes over gloves the footy the things that go over your shoes it was unbelievable And I think there, I don't think there was more than two square inches of my entire body that was exposed with all of the stuff on. So we have to pay, I think it was like $300 for transport from the airport to the hotel. Uh, So I get to the, the, I think it was like $300 for the ride from the airport to the hotel, something like that. And it's a 20 minute drive. And it's 2 o'clock in the morning, so there's no traffic. It, it, the, whole, it, it, the whole thing is just a racket. Anyone with, who, who can walk and chew gum at the same time can, can see that this is, just, th- th- this is just a way to make money. Taking advantage of this opportunity. So I get to the hotel, shed all of this hazmat stuff, never wear it again. And I'm, that's, that's where I'm supposed to be. For, six, for 14 days, I am not allowed to leave this hotel room. That is the rule. I cannot leave the hotel room. Uh, I get the idea one morning, I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I just have, I I just, I want to get out. I want to do something. I want to exercise. I can't stand being cooped up in this hotel room for, at this point I'd been there for five or six days and I'm, I'm, you know, getting stir crazy. I have the idea. Why don't I, I'm just going to go out into the hallway of the hotel and just walk back and forth. And I'm counting the steps from one end of the hallway to the next is such and such 60 steps, whatever it is. So I, I go out and I walk for 25, 30 minutes and I do that. And I go back into the room later in the morning, I get a phone call. It's from somebody in the hotel office saying, is this Mr. Newcomb and it's good Vietnamese accent. Is this Mr. Newcomb and, my spidey senses are <laughs> like, Uh oh, what's going on here? This is like this some sort of secret agent is interrogating me. I said, Yes, this is Mr. Newcomb. Were you walking in the hallway this morning? Did you see me walking in the hallway this morning? We had video cameras. Oh, I see. So I'm like it's like I'm being questioned by the police. Because I've committed a crime, they're getting me to, they're like collecting evidence to use against me in a court. And I'm, I'm very careful with what I say. And he says, um, do you want to be transferred to the army camp? Because we can make the, I can make the call right now and you can do the rest of your quarantine in the army camp. And I said, uh, no, that won't be necessary. I just smoothed it over and then at the very end, I said, Can you send some more water up? I'm like basically giving him an order to send some water up after he's pushing me around. And um, that is the response to COVID in a communist country. So if you think it was bad, I'm not going to say that it was pleasant here in the United States, it wasn't. But there were places where it was extreme. And uh, the, the heavy hand of government showed its ugly face using COVID as a pretense to, to um, just just be who they are, show their true colors. And um, what I found interesting about Vietnam is nobody ever questioned it. No one would ever think to say that's screwed up. And if we were to talk, tell the story to some of our friends, our Vietnamese friends, they, they would defend the regime they would say, well, you shouldn't have gone out of the hotel room. What were you thinking? That's the way they're conditioned. The government is in the right. The, the authorities are in the right. If that were to happen in America, the, the, the internet would explode with story, You know, police brutality. Uh, there'd be lawsuits, and they'd probably be legit. But over there, you don't question authority. And that's just the way it is. So w- we we just had this idea to use the birthday cake and share these two stories that show how extreme the reaction was in the the uh, so-called response to COVID was in in a, a, a technically communist country. Uh, although although I will say that Vietnam in in many ways is actually more pro. Uh, capitalist than America in some ways, and we could. That, that that I'm opening a whole can of worms there, but you know, just be be grateful. Uh, it, things were things were pretty bad in America, but at least it wasn't Vietnam. It wasn't the Philippines, China. There are places that have had it so bad. Uh, countries in Africa. You know, they, like families are, are living day to day. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. And then they're told, you can't go into the rice field or you can't go into the market to sell your your your, your stuff because there's a lockdown. And so there's no food. So it keeps things in perspective. We have, there, there was definitely questionable policies in America, but uh, things that were questionable here were just outright catastrophic elsewhere. So uh, I, I think we, sh- we share this just to give a, a, a clear picture or a, a more uh, comprehensive picture of what COVID <coughs> looked like in other parts of the world. Versus just your little ten, 10 square mile radius of your own little world uh, here in the United States. So, wh- I mean, I've said my piece, honey. What do you what do you have to say about this?
1: Um. Well, I I do appreciate Vietnamese government because um, whatever wh- whether it was the right thing to do or not, whatever they've done, they. Um, got everything under control and they are back full force Um, I like organization, I like harmony, unity and uh, even though my Vietnamese friends they knew there are um, things going on that are not right but they respected the government and they would still uh, follow the rules that was in place so yeah
0: Okay, well, um, this this has been entertaining. It's been sobering, and it's also been uh, just fun not not fun, but interesting to uh, tell these stories to ourselves offline, and now sharing these stories with uh, with the cameras rolling, so to speak. Uh, what can I say? We hope that y'all listening in have. Uh, appreciated the stories that we have shared because uh, that's the, that's why we do these these podcasts. It's it's just so people can see there's more of the world than than their own little world. That's a that's a nice. Oh so honey, I like that.
1: What's your birthday wish,
0: <sighs> honey? I'm 46 years old. I don't do birthday wishes. I did when I was eight.
1: Birthday wish? You don't? It doesn't see the age or even grandma and grandpa they're 96, 97 years old they give their birthday wish every year
0: my birthday wish is for my wife to my wife and I to be settled and there's no more questioning when when am I going to leave when am I going to go back how long am am I going to be here how long will I be there my birthday wish is for uh, finality in our living situation. That's my birthday wish.
1: I thought you were going to say, my birthday wish is my wife <laughs> get some more. You know, God give my wife more brain or something.
0: More of a sense of humor,
1: because <laughs> that's how you are.
0: All right, all right. Well, we all we are are going to close up shop on this episode of. Not yet. No. You, no. st- you still have something else in the, on the on the agenda.
1: Right. It's your birthday. Okay. And you turned it into COVID and complain <laughs> and stuff like that on your birthday. Yes. So Gotta keep can, things we go, real, baby. can we make it more positive tone? Okay. So at least this birthday have a drastic change on you. Let's so hear it. Can what do you, I can't wait to hear you, what you
0: have in mind, baby.
1: Maybe we can call you sweetness.
0: okay sounds good
1: instead of bitterness
0: (laughs) all right well uh uh, the floor is yours honey take it take it away
1: so we heard your birthday wish Mm -hmm. what's your plan for today
0: well today i'm going to uh as soon as i'm done recording this i'm gonna drum up some business i'm helping out um, a friend of mine who's got a construction business I'm helping out with some of his uh, sales and marketing.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: And so we've got some flyers printed up. I'm gonna distribute some of those and hopefully set some appointments and get get some gigs. And then I'll be picking up my son later this afternoon. We're gonna go for sushi to celebrate uh. my birthday. He and I will enjoy some sushi for dinner and uh,
1: <laughs> not some. Um, just for audience to know, it's buffet. We'll, so, we'll enjoy, they're gonna eat a lot. We'll enjoy some, sushi. And some, sushi. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: some, and then some, sushi. Some, and then
1: some.
0: That's actually a good name for a sushi place. Some, and then some.
1: Right. Yeah. We have so many business plans. Honey. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're just full of ideas, aren't we? Full, high on ideas, short on action. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should start a business where we can sell our business plans.
0: Exactly. We should just come up with ideas and then just say uh, ten dollars per idea. Ten dollars. Um, yeah, and seven for fifty.
1: People pay <laughs> millions of dollars for business plans.
0: See, that's what I'm saying. This is a, a great deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you should jump on it while we're this dumb. <laughs>
1: We're not dumb. Well, I know you're American, we're but naive since, since 2019, uh, you associate yourself with me, of and course. I don't consider myself dumb. I'm that. a narcissist, <laughs> according to you. <laughs> that is. <laughs> but no, I'm not narcissist.
0: When have I ever called you a narcissist? And really meant it? I may have said it when we were just joking.
1: When we were fighting. I.e. joking. I've never
0: called you a a narcissist. Never.
1: You call me perfectionist.
0: That is very different from being a narcissist.
1: You pretty much used all sorts of words on me.
0: Narcissist is not one of them.
1: It is. (laughs)
0: Okay. Well, if you say so.
1: I like to be narcissist.
0: Okay. Well, you're a narcissist then.
1: Thank you, honey. I love you.
0: All right, well, my name is James, and this is Sana.
1: Wait, what are you doing? Don't call for action.
0: I thought we were done. No. Sure felt like it.
1: You really look like you're 56. Well, I'm not. You're patience. Patience is virtue. Okay. Keep I've your been, virtue I, I've hype. been
0: 56 for four years now.
1: Well, <laughs> until you're actually 56, you're going to be 56 every right. year. Okay. Unless you change...
0: Uh, how am I going to change at this, po- at, at this late stage in the game? How can I possibly change?
1: It's very easy.
0: Okay. Fill me in. Educate me.
1: Oh, my dear master, who am I to educate you? <laughs> Thou art has educated me.
0: Well, my name is James, and this is my wife, Sana. Together, we are James and Sana. And we are glad you have pressed play on this episode of Bavoshtan. We are sharing how to live an enlightened life in a zonked out world. That is the tagline of our show. And we enjoy putting these out. We hope that you enjoy listening to these. We have two calls to action for you. One is if you want to follow our show, subscribe to it. You can go to Vojdan.com. V-V-O-J-D-A-A-N. V-O-J-D-A-N. A-A-N.com. That will take you to our website where we host this podcast. You can also find it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And our second call to action is our Crave series. We did an audio series called Crave. Uh, it is the core principles of our family and our business. Community, respect, adventure, Voshtan, and energy And you can find that at thisiswhatwecrave.com. So, two URLs for you to remember. We appreciate you pressing play, and we'll be in your earballs very, very soon.